All right, we're back on the Kevin and Fred show. And this week I am so excited to be joined by a newer, I guess in a way, colleague of mine, uh, Stephanie Gilzan from Kentucky. And um, gosh, I got to share this story, Stephanie. So as you know, the listeners don't know this. You and I are, we're on a Zoom together with there. I guess there was probably 50 or 100 other people, but I felt like it was just you and me. And, you know, we're talking and you are obviously... Uh, just a driving force for EXP commercial. And I just was so blown away. I got a, this was the first time I thought I heard somebody in the commercial world that I have to have on my podcast, not because we're both at EXP Realty, nothing because of that. This was like your energy and just like your driving force. So I'm just excited to be here today and to learn more about your story. So welcome to the podcast today. And thank you for taking the time. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. And, you know, I I love sharing the story because um, it's that fire in my belly that you were able to see on that Zoom call with the the hundred plus people. Yeah. And, you know, that that comes back from I got my real estate license right out of college. I was 21 years old, female, nothing. You know, I don't play that card ever. Okay, but back in 1999, all I wanted to do was sell commercial real estate. I had spent my time in college doing lobbying for counties in Kentucky that were dry and knowing that if we turned them wet, that industry would flourish, that restaurants would come and businesses would come and things like that. And so I saw how when you would turn a county wet, how, you know, franchises and, and you know, just BW3, just all these different chains wanted to come and be a part of it, right? right? And so I saw that as an opportunity of, I need to get into real estate because if I saw the vision of what it would take for a county and, and a state to, to achieve success and bring in population and businesses, then I need to be representing that land and developing this stuff. So I got my real estate license. I put a pause on, on law school got my real estate license. And I went to the top commercial brokerages and said, look, this is what I do. I'm new, but this is what I'm going to be. And they looked at me, Kevin, like I was cross-eyed and had a growth coming out of my forehead because they were like, what do you know about anything? How old are you? You're like a child, you know, you're, you're, you, you have a big dream, but but, you know, that's not how this works. And, and everywhere I went, I got turned away. So I finally was like, okay, what can I do? So my friends that I had gone to high school with, their father was a real estate broker, but he was on the residential side. He owned a small independent firm. So I reached out to them and said, you know, you remember me from high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, look, I've got my real estate license. I need a brokerage. I need a brokerage. Oh, call dad, call dad. So I call him and he's like, yeah, come on, come on. But again, he was like commercial. They're just not going to give you that opportunity in that time of day. I'm like, no, no, there's got to be a way. So I fumbled around, but I got some deals. My first deal was an industrial deal, bringing in a large factory into Kentucky um, and then doing more of that. And finally, because not, you know, my broker really wasn't supportive. He wasn't helping me. In Kentucky, you had to have your real estate license for two years before you could even sit for school to get your broker's license. And But in that office was this 54-year-old woman, and I heard that she had a broker's license. And so I went to her and I said, why don't you use your broker's license? And she goes, I only do about two or three deals a year. I said, look, I don't have a lot of money, but I'm going to set this world on fire. This is how I'm going to do it. 
and I need your broker's license. And I want to pay you to be my broker to open up my company. And so I gave her a lump sum up front. And then I gave her 10% of every transaction I did for the two years that it took to, to work before I could sit for the broker's class and then go get my broker's exam license. And then we parted ways, but it was my company. So that's how I did it. And so when we bring all that back to where we are now, and I joined EXP Realty um, three and a half years ago, we didn't have commercial, but the model was so good. It didn't matter to me. You know, I can sell commercial. I can sell whatever I want to do. I just want a great platform where I can scale and I can grow. And then one day, let's hope that we get to the point where we have an EXP commercial. So we've stood this up in a way that anybody that's a Stephanie Gillison can raise their hand and say, I want to do commercial real estate. And guess what? We have that spot for them. I don't want anybody in this country or any other country we're open in to ever be turned away because we've been judged by our age or, or how we look or what we are. And that's, you know, we're, we're in a different time. We're definitely in a different time. And so now it's time to change the way commercial real estate looks. We, we certainly are. So let me, I got to ask this question. So uh, during the, the process and, you know, kind of building your own brokerage and prior to coming over to EXP, where, I mean, did you just camp out exclusively in, in commercial? Did you dabble in residential at all? What was that like? So I ended up um, doing commercial, doing a lot of industrial and land. I love land. I love seeing land and seeing what it could be. And so some of those would be great for a single family luxury development. And so I would get involved in that. And so I started building my brand based on the expertise of what I could do with that land. And so I would have developers, builders who would be looking for something. You know, we've always been in a high growth area around Louisville, Kentucky. I mean, we've always had with UPS and, and the different industries that are here, we've always had an influx of people coming in and always a bit of a housing shortage. So new constructions, you know, been, been huge and great. And it was always in that custom market where it was a custom built home and there was a lot of custom home builders. And so I made my niche then in land development. Well, then I said, okay, well, here I've shown this land. I've shown them what they can do with it. This is how many lots they can get. This is the performa. This is what their ROI is going to be. Because I've packaged this up in the most beautiful gift wrap box developer, I want exclusive contracts on everything that gets built in this subdivision. So then I built a residential team oh, and we represented. That. And so basically what I would do, what my expertise is, and, and, and we'll get into what I do now, but it was to not go out and get the one-off listings. I never was one of those people that said, oh, there's a FISBO, I'm gonna go approach them. I was always looking for the big picture and to drum up years of business for myself and my team that was working with me. And so I love the start to complete finish. Maybe we you know, did a building, maybe it was an old factory in downtown Louisville. And as downtown Louisville evolved into a city where you started to see people wanting to live down there, we would take these old buildings that maybe were dilapidated or vacant and windows busted out and go to the city and say, okay, 
if we repurpose this building, what kind of tax incentives are you all willing to throw at it to make this happen? And so a lot of what I've always specialized in is thinking outside the box, but also bringing in government Because when you turn something into the advantage of that city or that county or that state, they always want to jump on board and you won't get it unless you ask. And so I built my brand and reputation based on Stephanie knows everything because I did my research, but I also went and had those meetings and I, and I lobbied for those incentives. And, and, you know, you have to show You have to show what it is now. It's not bringing in anything. A lot of times it's not even bringing in property tax revenue because the owner has just abandoned it. So it's doing nothing and it's ugly, right? It's giving your city a bad look. And so, you know, it's a vision. And a lot of times it's so funny, Kevin, because I'm not an artist, but I became an artist during that period because, you know, when we're getting started on design and in, instead of going to an architect or a draftsman to draw out what it could be, I would take a picture of that building or that land and I would sketch it out so that I had at least the initial vision without the upfront thousands of dollars of cost, because you got to remember, I was, I, I, you know, I was successful, but I wanted to pinch every penny I absolutely could. So I got good at a lot of great things so that I was my own resource. You know, what I love about your story so far that you've shared, Stephanie, is that uh, first of all, you just overcome odds and you just don't really care what the obstacle is in your way. You appear to me (laughs) that if, Hey, there's a goal, there's something I'm after. I'm just going to, I might have to go through something or around it or over it or under it, but I'm going to get there. So I love, I obviously love that mindset. Uh, I believe that's that's something that's just required for success in business and life. But the the other piece of this is, um, you said what these are my words, but what I hear you saying is you're going to your all of the people who might be involved in your business. So obviously the the, the municipalities, the government, et cetera, the actual builders or, or whoever your clients would be, and you're bringing them value by saying, hey, if we put this all together bringing all the parties together. I'll, I want right. the real estate part of it, but here's how you do your thing. And I'm just going to gift wrap it at all. To me, that's the, that is just the definition of providing value. So, so many people in our industry, you know, will hear that word, just bring value, bring value. And it can be hard to verbalize sometimes and give examples, but I think you just gave a beautiful example of the way you brought value, not only to your clients and customers, but to your community and to the government and to your, to, you know, to your local cities, et cetera. Like that's, to me, that's a big lesson. And, and I, I really love that part of your story. Thanks. And, you know, I always share with people, and this is important. They're like, you know, when you get into the business, you, you know, real estate instructor, whomever, they're saying, build your sphere, build, build your sphere. Well, at 21, you don't really have a sphere because they took five years to graduate and I graduated in four. So they were still drinking in college while I was out trying to be in the real world, you know, doing my best. Oh, yeah. And so that sphere didn't exist for me. But guess what? There's a sphere all around us. We just have to get creative. And that's how I found my way is that, okay, this developer and these builders may think I'm nothing. But if I put together something beautiful that's going to make them money they will stick with me forever. And now, Kevin, I buy the land. I develop it and they all follow me. And so every time I buy a piece of land, I already know I've got it sold because these people, I spent 20 years building this following. 
And so it's what's great is, and they've all been wins, which it's hard to say that it's hard to say everything's a win, but if you try hard enough, it will always be a win. You'll have terminal, terminal, term oil. You'll have ways that you have to overcome. Maybe you don't make the exact dollar amount you set out to do, but it's still a win. And so when you create that network of following, you create a reputation and a brand for yourself that it's almost like they don't know how to do business unless I'm in that equation. And so everyone that's joined my team has to live up to that expectation because that's the business that I've built for, for, you know, 23 years now. That's, that's fantastic. Wow. So Stephanie, let's do this. At what point, tell me, at what point did you jump into, so I know you've been in EXP for, for over three years. What point did you jump into this leadership role on the commercial side and why, like, why do that? You obviously have an amazing so, business of your own. Why go so, and take on the headaches of leadership and growing something uh, that is still really relatively new and small, um, which I'm guessing is part of the answer with your, your love of, the, of yeah. a challenge. Well, you know, so, so I have to start back when EXP found me at the end of 2017, um, you know, EXP Realty in Kentucky was like six people, that six agents, that was it. There was nothing here. I'd never even heard of it. And so when they were approaching me and talking me into why I needed to bring my independent business onto this, this platform, my big thing at that moment was, I know why you haven't grown. And it all starts with the leadership within the state. And they said, you don't want to be the broker. I said, well, I've always been a broker. I've always been responsible for agents. They go, oh, but you don't want to do that here. You want to focus on scaling your business. You want to focus on all the, the revenue share and, and everything that you can be. You'll, you'll icon all the time. And, but I looked at it and I knew that if I was going to put my name in it, it needed to be the best of the best. And so I took the designated managing broker position in Kentucky and the day that they interviewed me and, and asked me to do the job, I said, I'm going to do it for three months because I'm going to build Kentucky to a hundred agents in three weeks. And the VP at the time said that that's not what we're asking you to do. And I said, but that's what I'm going to do. Because if we don't do it big, I'm not going to be happy. We're in an, a market where I am well known. I have built this amazing brand and if my name's going to be attached to it, we're going to do it the best we possibly can. And so I joined on February 5th, 2018. I took the broker role. We had 103 agents on February 28th. Whoa. We had 103 agents and, and then we kept growing. And my goal was that I was going to just do it for those three months. But Kevin, here's what happened to me in, and I say this in a way because we live in avatar world, you know, in our world, which I yeah. love, I love it. But in real life, in the presence of the body, right, where we can touch each other, I was bored. Like, I didn't know how bored I was because it was like, and I hate to use this word, but I don't know how else to explain it. I felt like anything I touched, I could make it work because I outwork everybody. So it wasn't that I'm better than anyone. It's just I will outwork you. I will get to that answer quicker because I'm not lazy. Like I have this grit about me and that's the perfect word. It's grit. Yeah. I will grind. I will grit. I will outwork my competition. And that's why I got 
better or, or, or perceived to be better. And so I had always been an entrepreneur. I'd never had a paycheck and I didn't do the, the Kentucky designated managing broker role for the paycheck. It was like peanuts. It was like the gratuity we leave on our steak dinner at a fancy restaurant. Okay. Yeah. I didn't do it for that, but I found a different challenge in my life of where did you ever go into just, just sales, just into real estate like I did? And did you ever think, well, what if I had gone into corporate America? Could I have ever been that CEO? Or could I have ever been that president? Or could I have ever been? Could I have risen above and become that person in the headlines? And so that's what I started thinking about. I had built this phenomenal team. And the best thing that happened to me was the day that I became 100% focused on building the state of Kentucky, I got out of my team's way and guess what they all did? They excelled. And guess what? I didn't have to micromanage because I never needed to micromanage them. I just felt like that's what a team leader had to do. If my hands weren't in it, it wasn't going to work right. And so it was like a gift. EXP was a gift for me to get away, get out of the way and let these fabulous people who I had trained and coached go do what they knew how to do, which was everything because I taught them that and they live it and they breathe it. And they're still all with me today because we're great at it. That is awesome. So, so from I, there, I, that's such a great, and by the way, that I don't care commercial residential or not, just, but that's such a great lesson. Just getting, when you trust people, you hire great people right. and you train them, you got to trust them and let them get out of their way, right? You got to stop yes. being their obstacle. Yes. And so, so then I elevated up to a regional operations manager in realty and was still doing the broker job on top of it. And then from there, we started having conversations about it's time to stand up commercial. It is time. And so February of 2020 is when these conversations first started about EXP commercial. Are we going to buy a franchise? Are we going to buy an established commercial brokerage? Or are we going to stand it up on our, on our own? And so that's when the research started happening. We hired a third-party market research company. I wanted over 1,500 commercial brokers and agents interviewed across this country because I knew what I knew, but I also know that I'm in a market that doesn't apply to all the other markets. And so I needed to do the research in order to know what was going to be, and nothing's perfect, Kevin, but Nothing what could is. I get? What could I get to 90% or 87%? What could we do that would get to that level? And then I knew at that moment when we did that, we would master it. It'll take a little bit, but we're going to master it just like developing that beautiful gift wrapped box with a bow on it. The answers are all out there. I've just got to go find them. And that's what we did. That's awesome. So, so pivoting to that on the EXP commercial side, you know, share with us why, what, so you've done a lot of research. Obviously, you've you've heard back from them. You got all this experience in the re, in the in the residential and commercial world. What is it about what we have going on with EXP Commercial that you are really just absolutely on fire about? What are some of the things that are either in place now or hopefully will be very soon or that are in process that just have you so excited about it and the way we're going to grow that? Absolutely. And, you know, one of the big things that we discovered in that research is that commercial real estate and commercial brokerages 
are a decade behind residential, when it comes to technology, when it comes to lead generation, when it comes to, you know, even what you're doing, Kevin, how many commercial practitioners across this country do a podcast, but they should right? But it's limited because they've been taught to put their suits on, show up to the office, sit at their desk and wait and wait and pay 50, 50 or 60, 40 and hope that they make a living. Right. And so one of the first things that we made sure of is, is that we created that wish list. So when we were speaking, when they were being interviewed, we wanted to know what technology did you, do you wish you had? to operate your business or to grow your business. And so the technologies that we implemented are what came back. 87% is is what we met. So our build out elite CRM for our marketing, for our syndication out to national advertising platforms. When you're in commercial real estate, Kevin, I'm not kidding. My assistant can tell you this. When we would list a commercial piece of property, she'd have to manually put it on about 30 different commercial advertising platforms because It's not coming on the MLS and syndicating out. That's just not the way it's done. Well, with Build Out Elite, you put it into Build Out one time and you click a button and it automatically syndicates out. So she got 18 hours back on every listing that we do. Same with all of our agents and brokers. And then our offering memorandum packets where, you know, you talk to some of these other brokerages, they've got a marketing person there in-house that they're paying all this money to to create these packets on Canva or on Publisher. When our agents can just click a few buttons, they don't have to be the creator, but they can click a few buttons and it looks like somebody professional making a hundred grand a year created it for them. But instead, you know, if if you're over there at that firm, in order to pay that person on staff to do all that marketing, you have to pay them more, which means the agent has to pay more for that. So what we have done is we have solved the cost of overhead, just like on the realty side. We have solved the cost of overhead, which is why we can give all of our commercial agents and brokers a $20,000 per year cap. That's it. That's all they're going to pay us is 20K. Most of our commercial agents that have already joined us, even if they've been here six weeks, they've capped. Because in a commercial deal, it doesn't take much to cap. And so, you know, data, data is such an intricate part of what we have to have in order to do valuations, in order to see rent rolls, in order to really study the financials. And so with us having so much data on the residential side for so long, and then us having to, me having to to speak to third-party data providers who aren't so nice and basically want us to give them the data and then turn around, we give it to them. Then we have to turn around and pay to receive it back in their platform. I thinking, wait a minute, there's gotta be a way with this, with, with this technology based as EXP is that we're just going to build this ourselves. But then let's also build in the algorithms. Let's build in all the AI that we need so that when an agent or a broker plugs in an address, that it can do a valuation for them in 30 minutes or less, whether they've looked at the building, walked in the building, went to that city, regardless, it can happen. And so that's what we have built with our EXP enriched data. And when those third-party companies get wind of this, they're they're, going to be upset, but we're not only building 
a commercial brokerage here, we are building a self-sustainable company because we all own this. We all own this. And as that database scales and grows, it's already got every United States residential and commercial property in it, but we're also scaling it so we can do business valuations because the algorithms are there. We just need the numbers to plug in to do the business evaluations. And then in these other countries that we're open in where data is just so difficult to do because nobody's even built it or even worked on it, we're going to have our agents start utilizing this database. And so, Kevin, imagine you don't do commercial real estate and that's okay, but imagine if you decide one day you want to go and buy a home in Brazil and you really want to know what that home is worth in Brazil, you can log on to eXp and Rich Data type in the address and get all that information so that you are that informed buyer. That's, I mean, that's phenomenal that, you know, that this was, this was one of the things that stuck out to me on that call when you talked about all the different sources of data that we already have and that we're adding to that are just made available where, you know, in the, in my viewpoint as a real estate or as a residential real estate agent. Uh, so totally on the outside of commercial, my viewpoint has always been, it's definitely kind of like a good old boys club. And, you know, there's not, there's not this one single source of data. Uh, and, well, there is, and it's expensive, but it's not the, even that, even that's still not the single source. And so you've got all these things that are really prohibitive of a competitive marketplace, in my opinion. And so right. for EXP to go out and say, you know, we're just, just going to build our own and we're going to, we're going to top grade this to me. That's huge because I've never, anybody I've ever heard talk about doing something like that was sort of, talking out of like not understanding tech or not understanding real estate or sometimes even both. And in this case, you knew you were, you were very clear on where you guys are going with it and, and what we have with it. And to me, that makes it so exciting. Even if I never sell a commercial property in my career, because I am a shareholder of eXpi and eXp Realty, that, make, that makes me a partner in it. So I'm so excited about it as well. Absolutely. And I mean, that only adds to our bottom line because you know, as we scale and grow, you know, there's all these different initiatives that are coming up, right? There's, there's the ESG initiatives with energy savings, right? And so for an eight, and you know, and how many times, even on residential, how many times, Kevin, have you gone to a property and you said, you know, held your HVAC? Oh, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Well, you know, if, if, if there was a permit pulled when that HVAC was installed, guess what? Enriched data is going to tell you that. It's going to help solve those issues of the unknowns because it shows you the building permits that were ever on a property that were ever pulled. It shows you the insurance ratings. It shows you the ESG ratings, you know, if it's been through one of those. And a lot of times, you know, here recently they have been, um, but we're going to be adding all that as all of us do business, you know, we can add that to it. And then the next time you go to sell that property, you have it all at your fingertips and that's what the power is there. And that is ours to own to where one day there's going to be companies that go, we'd like to buy your data. Well, if they're real estate brokerage, obviously we're never going to sell them the data, but maybe we would want to partner with an insurance company, or maybe we would want to help better the world if that sale of the data made sense. But all of those proceeds are going to come back to who? Us, because we're yeah. the owners. We're the agent owners. Yeah, that's, uh, gosh, it's so amazing. So looking forward to, uh, you know, here we are, we're approaching the fourth quarter almost now in 2021. What, if you had to say, there's one thing I'm excited about within EXP commercial for 2022, what, what would that be if you could narrow it down to one or maybe even two things? 
you know, we're going to end up with close to, you know, we've only been open some of the states we've only been open a a week or two. I mean, you know, we haven't been open very long, but I, you know, the goal is to have a thousand agents by the end of this year with EXP commercial. And we're on track to do that. And I think by in 2022 is when we're really going to start to see that traction of, of the recognition for everything that we've created. Because again, we're not just a real estate brokerage. We are a network of global people. And it's important to say this, just in the last six weeks, there's been over $2 billion worth of referrals right from our great friends at eXp Realty, right over to our eXp commercial agents. We have more referral business than we have agents to service right now at eXp commercial. And that's what I love about it. Because as Realty grows at a rate of 3,500 agents a month, that's just that much more in referrals. And so what people are going to catch on to is they're going to watch those that have made the move and they're going to see how much more in production they're doing. And then they're going to look at, at what they're doing because they're still stuck in their silo and they're going to go, well, what's going on here? And so that's how we're going to gain traction because I believe, you know, this time next year, we will be in the top 10 of commercial real estate brokerages on agent count and also in volume. Wow. I mean, that to me sounds like a major accomplishment in a relatively short period of time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, and, and when I say something, it, you know, I can't say that it always comes true, but that's the goal, right? I'm going to push, push, push. And you and, and all the other great people here, you know, we're going to spread that message because what we're doing is something, it, you know, it's life-changing for people. It's total game-changing. But if you're truly looking to scale your business, just that alone, just scale your business. EXP is the place to do it. Yeah. There's, and then there's I mean, all those other added benefits that we don't even have to talk about, but they're there too. Yeah. It's, and it's not even close. I mean, it is such an easy, easy thing to see once you've, once you've actually looked at it and really see it. Um, and I'm just, you know, again, it's so excited to see you uh, and your vision for where with you and James, just leading the commercial side yes. into just something that I think is so cool. It's so hard. You've seen, we've seen other brokerages attempt to be on the commercial side. And it always feels like it's the, it's at best sort of the step kit, if you will, of the company. And, but what, you know, again, the, the sense that I got in, in our zoom meetings that, that we have with that group is like, no, this is actually something that is going to be a major part of our company. We've obviously got the right leadership. You know, I look at it very similar to the way we're seeing, and I'm going to have Michael Valdez on as a guest soon too, the way when we, when you, get the right leadership in place into certain departments and new ventures, you start to see things really just take off because of the vision and the ability to go out and make things happen. And so I'm just so excited to see that with, uh, with the commercial side of our company. Thanks, Kevin. I love it. I love, you know, anytime you want me back, I'm happy to talk because that's the thing that we're also going to be here is constantly be the innovators. We will constantly be innovating. There will always be something else that, that catches our eye that, is agent centric because everything we do, it's not about, it's about the agents, right? It's about scaling their business. And so, you know, next big update, I'll have to, I'll send you a message and we'll talk about it. That's fantastic. I'm looking forward to that already. Stephanie, thank you for taking time out of your extremely busy schedule to join us today. Um, I really appreciate it. And uh, personal, you know, thank you as well, just kind of for what you're doing, leading the charge there uh, internally. So it means a lot. My pleasure. Thank you, Kevin. 
All right, well, y'all, we'll see you next week. Thanks for uh, listening to the Kevin and Fred Show.